Guys Nation, what's going on? I'm Alex Carbonati of WRSU. Rutgers Women's Lacrosse, a dominating win over San Diego State, 14-4 at home at SHI Stadium. Joining me now, the head coach of the team, uh, Melissa Lehman. Coach, thanks so much for joining me. Thank really you Really so appreciate much. it. Absolutely. A great win for you guys. Start to finish, you ran the table, you had the offense, the defense backed you up as well. Walk me through, through this domination win where you started in the beginning and you did not slow down since. Yeah, I mean, we, we had a great... Uh, game today from start to finish. It was a real team win and our goal was to play our game and sure. so to attack it from the first whistle and our attack was really driving hard and just set the tone for the game um, and our defense as well. I mean, we really smothered what is a really good offense of San Diego State with some really talented attackers um, and back right. just really firing today how was this team able to close down the lane so easily the animals had 50 goals entering this game julia lytle who you knew so well from four years ago dominant player you shut her down for the majority of this game just in general this team was just quiet and unable to score and create any chances what made this defense so uniquely dominant in closing these lanes down yeah so we played zone today and um we have um calls when their top players have the ball we call um, it's, it just signifies that we all need to be ready and we need to be ready to slide and collapse the team in. We were locked into that every time that Osama had the ball. Uh, there were two people on her and that was really the game plan. I was proud of the team for just um, sticking to it and they found a lot of success. And, um, you know, I think that even with her first charge, you know, that, that gave our team a lot of confidence. Tina has lost six goals today, seven points, recently became the all-time leading scorer in program history. Are you used to this by now? <laughs> um, it's fun to watch TT when she's on fire, and that's how she played tonight. Um, just wanted the ball, drove hard, and got down to the net. Um, she's hard to stop. Sure. Going forward, Penn State at home, Ohio State on the road. What's the message before Big Ten tournament play? Yeah, we just got to keep getting better. Uh, we got to focus. We know it's a huge game with Penn State coming into town, and these two games mean a lot, getting to the Big uh, Ten championships that are here. Yep. Uh, we want to be competing here, and so um, our first focus is Penn State, and we got to get better every day this week. Last year, Penn State was here. You beat them. Maryland last year, you beat them as well. You host the Big Ten tournament in a few weeks' time. Rutgers Women's Lacrosse, number 13 in the country, trying to keep it rocking and rolling before that tournament takes place. Coach, thanks so much. Thank you. Appreciate Go it. Run. Back here on The Crew, Hour 2 on WRSU-FM New Brunswick. I'm Alex Carbonati, joined by Brett Hahn, Eddie Kalegi, Mr. Sports Director-Elect Gideon Fox, and of course our good friend Ellis Gordon is well with us here in studio. You just heard Coach Melissa Lehman of the Rutgers Women's Lacrosse team. Rutgers Women's Lacrosse, number 13 in the country, dominating win against San Diego State this past Saturday at 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 SHI Stadium, a 14-4 victory for the Scarlet Knights, their second straight win at home as they get set for their next contest this Saturday against Penn State and then at Ohio State to finish the regular season uh, next Thursday in Columbus. And then after that, the Big Ten Tournament all here at Rutgers University. But that is our first interview that, that we played. We're back here for our number two. We'll also, t uh, also play our next interview that Brett and I got from the um, – from that game where 
Cassidy Spillis and Ashley Campo joined Brett and I after the game. Brett Hahn and I talked with these two ladies, and they talked about the incredible win that this team picked up this past Saturday. Skull on that station, what's going on? I'm Alex Carbonati at WRSU. Brett Hahn with me. Rutgers women's lacrosse, number 13 in the country. A dominant win over San Diego State, 4-4 at SHI Stadium. Jordan me, Cassie Spillis, Ashley Campo, two key contributors in today's victory. Ladies, how are you? Great, how are you? Doing phenomenal. Cassie, you had a goal. Ashley, a nice assist you had earlier as well. This team played phenomenal. You were dominant from start to finish. The offense carried, the defense followed suit. Walk me through this victory. Um, I think just coming off our Wagner game, you know, we didn't think we played our best, so really just trying to come out, play strong on attack and D, and I think when we followed through with that, it went well for us. Yeah, we wanted to just keep the momentum going and play our game. The, the, main, the main thing I, I was wondering, the entire game, you know, the, the whole narrative is that San Diego State team was a great attacking team. They averaged around 10.3 goals per game. You guys were able to hold them to four, one per period. What, what were the keys to stopping their attackers and, most importantly, playing a complete defensive game? Um, yeah, I think we knew who their strongest attackers were, so just making sure we were marking up tight on them. And we were playing a zone today, so all about that Team D moving as a unit. Yep, all about that unit play, getting under the bodies and not going for the checks. This team coming off a loss to Northwestern, a loss to Arizona State before that. You bounce back with the winner versus Wagner and this win today. How are these two wins in a row going to help you go the rest of the way where you have Penn State and Ohio State, two Big Ten challenges to finish the regular season? Yeah, I think huge for us. I know Campo mentioned momentum right before, so just keeping that momentum going and playing our game. Yeah, we know we have the Big Tens here at Rutgers this year, so you want to have good momentum going into that. And, and last question for you guys. So the going back going back to the defensive side of the ball, you, you guys played a great game today, and the, these two opponents rounding out your conference schedule is not going to be an easy uh, thing to stop. What are what are your uh, keys to going into those games on the defensive side? I would say we're always trying to play similar, just play our game, not really worrying too much about the opponent, just sticking to our defense, getting under the body, like Campbell said, not going for the check, and just playing as a unit. Yeah, we just want to play together, play as a unit, and discipline. Dominant and sensational, incredible. Rutgers women's lacrosse, number 13 in the country. Back-to-back wins this one versus San Diego State, 14-4 at home. Next up, Penn State after that, Ohio State, then the Big Ten tournament here on the Banks. Ladies, thanks so much for your time. Thank you. That was Cassie Spillis, Ashley Campo, Rutgers women's lacrosse on a roll right now, and that test gets put to the test once again against Penn State this Saturday. Senior day, last home game of the regular season before the Big Ten tournament takes place from May 6th to May 8th here at Rutgers University. But gentlemen, um, overall, this 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 Rutgers women's lacrosse team, this Rutgers men's lacrosse team, this Rutgers baseball team, three 25 top-notch teams in the country ranked in the top 25, baseball number eight, Men's lacrosse number four, women's lacrosse number 13. Just historic numbers, historic production, and historic seasons that we're covering here on the banks in the spring. Yeah, for sure. And, I mean, even the softball team, too, I know they've dropped a lot of games recently, but they only went 8-36 and 36 last year, so they have made some major improvements. But, yeah, these three teams are all doing great. We have talked a lot about the, the baseball team and the men's lacrosse team, but women's lacrosse as well. And I think something that's helped them – Obviously, Big Ten play has been a, t- a challenge for them, but they've they've battled through. They've gotten some nice wins, but it's interesting how the schedule is structured because there are non-conference games mixed in during the Big Ten slate here at SHI Stadium. The Wagner game was a confidence booster. Obviously, a route over San Diego State gives the offense some confidence, and 
despite a loss to Arizona State in their other non-conference game in the midst of the Big Ten slate, that was a tough loss, but it did give them a little bit of a battle test and make and energize them to win their next two games. So Rutgers women's lacrosse has been fabulous this season, and while they might not be the best team in the Big Ten, uh, the women's lacrosse tournament, the national tournament, has 32 teams. So yeah. there is there is a good chance for them to get into the tournament and go for a deep run. And of course, Big Ten tournament as well is going to be here at Rutgers. And let's not forget the last time there was a Big Ten tournament here at Rutgers with a team that wasn't the number one seed. It was the Rutgers field hockey team, and that was last fall. Yep, that was back in the fall. They were not the number one seed, but they won the Big Ten title and they made it all the way to the national quarters so you never know but this team I think is set up well Spillis and uh, T.T. Naslonski have been amazing this season unbelievable and a defense they've had they've picked up the slack Cardello's had some good games and goals so I think they have a real chance absolutely and T.T. Naslonski Cassidy Spillis 101 goals combined between the two players both of them 50 plus and Marin Hartshorn Phenomenal junior captain who's been killing it so far. Uh, uh, Steph Kelly, a grad student transfer. 22 goals in her first year on the banks. And Brett, uh, a big fan of yours, is Megan Ball. And she's been absolutely phenomenal. Over 40 ground balls, over 30 turnovers, forced turnovers. And she's been r- remarkable. And Sophia Cardello. I tell you, yes, I got my Massapequa bias. I'll give you that with Cardello. She's from Massapequa. I've covered her in high school. I cover her her here now. There's a reason we call her the Great Wall of Dello back home. No, seriously, we do. In Massapequa, we call her the Great Wall of Dello because she's been a rock-solid goaltender. She's been a phenomenal goalkeeper, and she's just continuing her success from high school to here on the banks. This is a girl who was a starting varsity goalie in eighth grade, won back-to-back-to-back, three-peat, Nassau County Championships, and in her last year, lost in the overtime in the National Championship to 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 rival Farmingdale. Her senior year got killed because of COVID. Keep that in mind. But in those three years, phenomenal numbers, phenomenal stuff, over 500 career saves as a Massapequa goalkeeper. And you fast forward here, last year, freshman starter, goalie for the first time ever that Rutgers beat Penn State in Maryland, and 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 the first time ever Rutgers won a tournament game against Drexel, uh, against Drexel in the national tournament. Sophia Cardello was the netminder, and this year too, Brett, you know, you and I saw her this past Saturday, incredible stuff. Yeah, and, and you know, it, it was just a, such a complete game from each each side of the ball, and, you know, you were you were, you were referring to Megan Ball, you know, the pioneer, the, the heart and soul of that defense. Absolutely. And she, she was all over the field just making plays, constantly disrupting passes, and, you know, her, the, her teammates from there were, you know, good at uh, crowding the passing lanes and really getting into the head of the attackers on the San Diego State side. So, like, w- w- when you play with that kind of tenacity on the defensive end, I, I mean, sky's the limit. And I-, I was telling you this on the broadcast. I was telling you this off the air, and you know, I might as well say it here too. I- I- I'm a huge fan of gritty defensive battles. Oh yeah. And that that game against San Diego State was an excellent display of the maximum potential this team can reach on that side. Absolutely. I just got to say quickly, Go ahead. I'm disappointed that Matuch and we didn't have a cool nickname from Matt Rowe. You're, you're, you're over there calling Sophia Cardello the Great Wall of Dello. We just called him Matt. I'm gonna be, I'll be. i be honest with you, and trust me, I hate bragging and boasting. I came up with a nickname, I'll be honest, but we do call her that back at home. She is the Great Wall of Dello. 
And, I mean, she is just an incredible goalkeeper. And, and, and by the way, for women's lacrosse next season, we're going to have Sofia Cardello as a junior. Massapequa native Kim Greenblatt, who's a senior attacker for Massapequa girls lacrosse, who's also phenomenal, has been committed to Rutgers since last year. Since the uh since the fall of twenty twenty actually. So 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 two years ago really. She's coming on the banks next year as a freshman. And I'm telling you, watch out for Kim K. I call it Kim K, because she is incredible. Kim K G. She's sassy, she's spicy, she's a heck of a player. Kim K in this world though. I know, but she's she she's the real Kim K. Ah, She's the real Kim K G, I call her. I mean, no, she's incredible and she's a heck of a player. You're gonna have Caudello, you're gonna have Greenblatt. And Greenblatt, something about her quickly, she comes from a, from, from a lacrosse-oriented family. Her older brothers play, one of them plays at the sales as a goalkeeper, the other plays at Binghamton, Tom Greenblatt. And Tom Greenblatt, two-time state champion, too, in high school. You know, something Unbelievable I, stuff. Something I can say about Cardello, though, that I think uh-huh. I was really impressed with. Sure. The game that really stood out to me was the Arizona State game, and I know she lost, right. but... It was an interesting situation because Arizona State crept back into that game. Rutgers looked to be in control. I was doing that game with uh, with Big Ten Plus, and Cardello struggled in the fourth quarter. And then they, she actually got benched, and they put in a 40 in goal. Right. And she came back in and clearly was so motivated to make the big save at the end of regulation. The Sun Devils had a chance to win the game with five seconds left, and Cardello made a incredible save right. reaching out diving out to her side to keep it out of the goal Arizona State won that game eventually in overtime right. but Cardello kind of having that energy to come off the bench after being replaced probably a little frustrated that kind of fierce defensive pressure and that uh, kind of fire that she plays with as just a sophomore and very battle tested playing in the Big Ten playing in a national tournament game right. I-, I think I think she's really set up well and whoever from Massapequa is in goal for future years for Rutgers I think sets up the team pretty well defensively no for sure and I tell you, you know, you can ask a lot of people back home, especially, and you, you can ask her teammates from high school and teammates just all, all across the board. She is a great player, a great person, but when it comes to seriousness and game time, she's a player you don't want to mess with because she will get the job done. And even when she knows she struggles, she fixes it quickly and gets right back into it. I mean, it's incredible how tenacious this player is, uh, Cardello. And she was the same way in high school, is just gone even to a larger extent here at Rutgers. I mean, it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's incredible to see it. It really is. Yeah, great 10-3 and three record on the year two for Cardello. I mean, she started in, in all 15 games. She's got 140 goals against, gives up about 10 goals per game. I mean, she, I, I was able to call the Wagner game, and she was, I mean, you know, that game, that game was a little too close at some points. Um, she, I mean, she's not afraid of anything. I mean, she's getting, like, she was, she was playing way out of the net. She's making excellent saves on um, some very timely saves, too. Alex, you're the um, Brian Windhorst of Cordella. Cr- Cr- why am I Brian Windhorst? Well, Brian Windhorst like covered LeBron when he was young, and then okay. now he's covering him now. You're, okay. now. you're 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 that since right. you're there, but I guess that's a compliment. I it's guess compliment. I mean, it was yeah, no, it, I mean because because I like Brian Windhorst. He's all right. At times he could be a, a little shaky, a little, a little off with some things. I think at least, but no, no, he's good. He's a good analyst. Okay, I'll take it. I'll take Brian Windhorst. I was hoping more Skip Bayless. I was hoping more. That would of, be an insult. I didn't no, want to tell you. It would be a grand compliment. I, I was hoping Skip Bayless, 
maybe Colin Cowherd. When was uh, the last time Skip Bayless covered I like, a college women's lacrosse I like Colin, goal? I don't know. <laughs> I like Colin Cowherd. I'll give you that Cowherd's, one. Cowherd's a guy I like Colin Cowherd. who I can agree with, who I can disagree with, and still listen to his program. No, seriously, I can't because Cowherd likes LeBron. He likes him a lot. But he's a guy who will reasonably give up arguments to back up his reasoning. And I I respect the guy. He's a guy who I can disagree with but still listen to and admire. He's great. He's phenomenal. I just can't imagine being in that building in L.A. and any morning in Fox when you have Nick Wright, Skip Bayless, Shannon Sharp, and Colin Coward all in the same building at the same time. That must be a party. That must be great. With Nick Wright and uh, Skip Nick Bayless cool. in the same building, there's just so much clownery going on that, like... It's embarrassing. Nick Wright is also phenomenal. I like Nick no. Wright a lot. Yes, That's Nick not. Wright and Skip Bayless are two of the premier journalists that we have in the sports media world today. Do not call Skip Bayless premier. Are you a journalism major? I am. Do not call Skip Bayless a premier journalist or the journalist. He major. is. He is phenomenal. How dare you? Compared dare you. to what? How dare you? Well, I mean, t- typically if I, I if I were comparing him, I wouldn't compare him to like all the other big guys. Like Stephen A. or something, no, because Skip, they're also not premier journalists. But. Skip Bayless is a class act. He is phenomenal. He's brilliant. Oh, Chris Sakonis has come along. That's like that's like an intro to Oh, media. jeez, I wonder that's what like this is going to be about. It's like an intro to media class. They, they make you not like Skip Bayless. And, like, that should have been known. That's I incredible. have been... I've been trying my best to be hands-off. You try it every week. Given, it don't work. Wait, let me finish a sentence. I know. I'm just saying. <laughs> I've tried my best to be hands-off, to let the show breathe, particularly given that as of a few weeks from now, I will no longer be an employee here. I'm going to miss you, Chris. I, I appreciate that. Um, I'm going to cry a river for you. I, but when I hear the word Skip Bayless and journalist being used in the same sentence, that's a line. And, and you just you just <laughs> sprinted full steam ahead right over that line. Yeah. So now I'm stepping in. Well, boss, I love having you when here. When was anyway. the last time he did original reporting on anything? I tell you, he is—he is a phenomenal guy. He that's, is a that cla- was not the question I no, asked you. I, I'm You're getting, wrong about that too, but that's not I'm the question I asked you. I'm getting to the point. The point is, is that Skip Bayless is an honest, has a great integrity. He is a phenomenal uh, journalist. And yes, you know, say what about his his opinions or what have you. I'll tell you. Skip when. will give you down the line I'll, what he thinks. But that's not journalism. Chris, I'll journalism tell you. is reporting. Chris, He's I'll tell you. Reporting. The yeah. last time uh, Skip Bayless was reporting is when he falsely leaked the fact that Troy Aikman was gay in the locker room, and that was not true whatsoever. Um, and. Ooh. And he got real flack for that in like the nineties, as, as, as he should when he's spreading blatantly he straight false up information. Made, he straight up made that up. That for he clickbait. straight up made up uh, uh, over yeah. and Troy a highly so visible confu- program. Troy so if you're going to so hold confused. that person up as a, uh, a I'll be honest with you, CNN makes stuff up and oh. they get away with it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I should have. Let's, let's move on. I'm kidding. Yeah, yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm going to leave. I'm going to leave. So, well, Chris, it, thanks so much for stopping by. Thanks for stopping by. We appreciate it. All right, Gideon. Good luck cleaning up this mess next year. This ain't oh, a mess. Geez. Oh, jeez. Oh. <laughs> Chris, how about take your COVID year of eligibility and come back? <laughs> he says it no. It was an emphatic yes from sports director Chris Sikonis. Are there any red shirts available? <laughs> <laughs> I think we used them all up for Rajshaw. Oh, 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 my goodness. I mean, he's he's had COVID. He's had this. He's had a monsoon. I mean, it's incredible with Raj Shah. He's is, been he, here. is he coming back for the draft? I, yeah, it's Raj, Kaor, and Troy, Troy I think, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Wow. Speaking of, um, if anyone wants DK Metcalf or Tyler Lockett, uh, 
Shoot me a little DM. Whoa, whoa, whoa. we we got to talk about that first. It's, we got to talk about it. We're going to trade both of them. No, 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 no. We're going to talk about it first. Why not? We're going to talk Karm, about why it. Why not? Who Alice, are we trading I'm going to come in with a Godfather offer. Karm. All right, let's Godfather? Let's who are you? Uh, Vito Corleone over here let's now? Listen. What's going on over here? Love no, me. I just I, I just want to rob the receiver from you. So, Do you so, know? so I'll still be talking. What's the offer, Brett? Go ahead. No, you know what? That, that's a... Uh, that's going to be a surprise for the people. Oh, it's 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 com- uh, com- it's confidential. Fair enough. Let's, let's, let's I mean, there was a trade on the crew last week, wasn't yeah, there? Or let's, not? let's hash out on air. Come on, Brett, throw it out there. Come on, Brett, go ahead. See, I, see, see, I got to look at what. Don't be shy. No, don't, no, you're good. I wait, just don't be scared. Want, why wouldn't you want to trade Metcalf for Lockett? Depends who we're trading him to. Metcalf why? for Lockett, great trade. Why would, why would it matter who depends? If we're, if, if he's going to Green Bay, I'm all in. Absolutely. We can't trade him to Green Bay because we have Green Bay. Okay. We can't trade, trade with our teams? teams. No, we can't trade no, with our teams. Can't do oh that. no! I, oh, also, also, if anyone's Aaron Rodgers for a seventh, I'll take no, a seventh no, no, for Aaron Rodgers. No, 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 definitely not. We are not doing that. That's that is. I'll, well, actually, I don't I'll want give to you two impossible. sevenths. Two. That's that's a good deal. Impossible. Uh, I'm running. I, I've got both the Jaguars and the Giants, so there is so much that can go wrong. I've got two. No, of seriously, <laughs> there are so much trade proposals I made to Eddie during our last meeting that he didn't. I want enough. Yeah, I know. I know. I consulted John Hartnett, and he said he still wanted to consider the offer. So wait, what was this offer public? Is that public information? DK Metcalf. I mean, enough people heard it. We can't do it to Rogers. I know. I know. For Trevor you know Lawrence. what? I'll broach the subject for about for, the offer. For Trevor Lawrence. I'll, I'll broach the subject about the offer that I received from Brett. Me Ooh, and John. That's a good one. Okay, let's take it though. Wait, Eddie, we have a wait, proposal wait, hold for on. you. Eddie, Eddie, we have we have a proposal for you. We will give you Tyler Lock and DK Metcalf for Trevor Lawrence. Hold on, hold on. That's 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 not the official deal yet. Oh, okay. The deal is yes, yeah, okay. the, those two players will will we'll give you a first round pick as well. First round pick. All first wait. round pick. Wait, what? Yeah, hold. It's a lot for hold Trevor the phone. Lawrence. I'm not finished. I'm not finished. Hold All the right. phone here, pal. Give me a second here. Uh those two, right? Mm-hmm. We trade both Lockett and we trade Metcalf. Who are we gonna take? Let's see. We're gonna take from and and we want Trevor Lawrence. We want your pick, and we want James Robinson. No. Wait, no. Wait, wait, wait. Can, <laughs> we, can we do this again? <laughs> wait, no. Wait, wait, wait. Let me try. Let me try. <laughs> All right. We get Trevor Lawrence, right? We get Trevor Lawrence, and we get Travis Etienne. All right? that's, that's who only who we get, okay? For what? One For Lockett second. and the pick, right? Lockett, Lock, um, Metcalf. Both of them? And a first-round pick. Both of them. For Lawrence and Etienne. As that's it? It's a quarterback and running back. Young duo. And then you lose two receivers just like that? He's going to say no. Why I'm going to say no regardless. I mean, Trevor Lawrence, give him another chance. He had Urban Meyer as his coach for half a Pete Carroll. Come on. Pete Carroll. I P- give Tre- Trevor Are you Lawrence- comparing Pete Carroll to Urban Meyer? <laughs> Uh, hold, 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 hold on. on the phone here. Okay. Pete hold Carroll on. should be put in a home. I agree with you, but Pete Carroll's a better <laughs> coach than Urban Meyer. But you, Th- t- thank, but the way God. you just phrased no, that, no, you, you made it seem like you were comparing Pete Carroll. Oh no, 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 I'm not. No, no, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. No, not at all. You want not DK Metcalf for Tyler Lockett? I love DK Metcalf. I I simply love DK Metcalf. He's on every single one of my dynasty teams. I'm I like as as you guys have been having this argument. I haven't texted my teammates yet. Um, I don't know if I know DA was listening before. Um, well, you're the sports director. You have veto power. Well, let's, I, let's, let's my team also has that. my team is a sports director elect and assistant sports director so, elect. What, what are your teams? What are your teams? Oh, whoa, um, whoa, whoa, that's, that's, that's hold on. You, oh, whoa, I have whoa, a trade whoa, proposal whoa, for you, Alice. No, no, hold on, hold on, hold on. One second. I I need to address something here. 
one team has the sports director elect and the assistant sports director elect on the same exact team? I have two ways to back that up. And okay. This is far away from cheating. We don't run this. We're sports director and assistant sports director elect. This is all Chris. Current sports director. Oh, these so teams were made way before elections. That, okay, yeah, that's and, true. That's fair. And the only so every single some background is every single team was randomized except for me and DA. Why? Because we were the winning team last year and we wanted to run it back again this year. Okay. So okay, I see it. I th- I we, just want to make never, sure that okay okay. Don't you worry. This this department next year and in the past has always stayed away from cheating scandals. I don't we'll want corruption. To do that I'm just, no, no, I'm, no. I'm, just, I'm not, just making no, sure. Don't you worry. I'm just making sure there's no elitism. There's oh, no football. any of that it's stuff going on. It's the least scandalous corrupt sport ever, Alex. Don't worry. <laughs> don't worry. Um, its own I'm, governing body, the NFL. Yeah, I'm, exactly. <laughs> I'm just don't making sure it. here. I'm just, I mean, hey, you know, Boss Aconis has been phenomenal. Don't get me wrong. But I'm just saying, I I just want to make sure things aren't getting dicey here. Well, can you know, we hear Brett, can we hear Brett's? This proposal? ain't the first Galactic Empire. Just making sure. Brett, Brett, give me your proposal. I, I got it. So I'm I'm a man I'm a man of great deals. At least I like to think so. I mean, you, you are. Know? They have said that. Mean you are the biggest brains in WRSU with our. Oh locks. Well, <laughs> I got, well, with the locks. I mean, I haven't gotten that far to say I'm a big brain. Period. But um, I you know. As the Dallas Cowboys GM, I think we need to, oh, you know, please. Think, think we need to change course. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna offer you Zeke and a second for DK. And a second? What are you insane? I don't want Zeke's you legs. Insane? Zeke's legs are falling. Zeke's I'll, washed up. I'll take Give me a Zeke. Break. No, I'll take Zeke in a first for DK, but not Zeke in a second. Oh, oh, also, oh, 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 yeah. Oh, oh. Hold up, yeah. Hold the phone here. And hold, hold, okay, okay, hold, hold, hold. The first pick, first round pick. Okay, I can live with that. Zeke for DK. What are you insane? With the first. What are you insane? With the first. Zeke. Zeke. It's an excellent running back. I don't He's know what you're talking about. He's washed up, man. Give me a break. Fine, fine. We'll throw in Chris Carson. You throw in a second. Chris Carson? So DK, for, 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 DK for, for Zeke Chris in a for, second? DK, no, DK what? Chris. DK and Chris Carson. For, for Zeke, Zeke in the first. first and a second. Uh, you see, no, no. See, now you're asking too much. Yeah, now you're asking too much. Fine, first and a third. First and a third. Come on. You're still asking too much. Listen, if uh-uh. I was if I was I'll running, throw a second and a fifth in there. If I was running no, the Cowboys, I would not be giving up draft picks. This team has drafted well with Micah Parsons, Trayvon Diggs. I mean, I got well, slammed last year for draft. Ready, so I know. Well, I, I, I'm, I'm, just, I'm, clear. I'm just giving my. Two I've heard enough. No, no, no outside parties in this. Think deal. about. I think about DK. No, I need a first round pick for and DK. I need a first round pick. For I DK. just want to say. Yeah, you're not DK. <laughs> Dak Prescott. <laughs> <laughs> I need DK. I need a first round pick for a young receiver. The DK Metcalf is going to be top five soon. I need a first round. Pick I just, sure. I just want to say, last year I got slammed for draft, drafting Mark uh, Micah Parsons at eight for the Falcons. I got slammed last year for that mock draft pick. I got heavily criticized for it too. And the guy went on to be de- de- defensive player of the year. It's also like I, the Cowboys I just say, don't have a high first, don't have a low first. So give us a first. We'll give you DK. Throw in. I don't want Zeke. Throw in um Tony Pollard. I rather Tony Pollard. To- uh, Tony Pollard's off the table. He's untouchable. Oh, yeah, Tony- way more upside than yeah. Zeke. That's- yeah, well, exactly. So. No. Let me ask you. Um, fine, fine, fine. We'll figure this out. Let's figure this out. Who do um, I don't want Zeke at all. Fine. Who do the Cowboys? Zeke. Zeke needs to stay far. As far away as possible no, from what? me. Give us Cedric Wilson still on your team. Cedric Wilson's a Dolphin, so that's not oh, possible. What, what, oh, I love Cedric Throw Wilson. Dak in the deal. <laughs> Dak. And uh, hold up, who's your who, who's your receiving? I don't right want now? Dak. Overpaid. Give me a break. One second, Brett. One second. No, oh, no problem. No problem. Still a first. take all the time you need, GML Gordon. Please. Thank you. 
Still he's first. the GM? What are you, crazy? Yeah, and Rodgers is open for a seventh, by the way. Cause no, he's not. I don't like losers on my team. Um, and ben Horrible. And Ben DiNucci. <laughs> Just kidding. Sorry. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> all right, throw in... Throw in um first for for DK, you throw in as you throw in um. Uh, who's like an average player? You throw in Connor McGovern. Who? A random guard. The offensive guard. Who? Yeah, we need a good line. You're trading a receiver for an offensive guard and a first round pick. Come for now. Zeke. Not for Zeke. We're giving away yes, DK. Yes, for Zeke. That's a great We're deal. Giving away DK. <laughs> We're giving away DK. You give us your random guard plus a first round pick. And we'll call it a day. You're a clown. I'm a clown. That's a, clown. a good trade. That's horrible. DK's not going to do anything on our team with no quarterback. I'm we need sorry. a quarterback. Well, well, again, I proposed we we make a move for Trevor Lawrence. Sadly, Eddie, Tre- I, I highly doubt Tre- uh, Trevor Lawrence will even get traded. But look, I'm not I'm not Eddie Clay. Is, 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 mean, Eddie is Trevor Lawrence untouchable? It's got to be a really really good offer and. We can make wide receivers for the quarterback. It. It. it makes no sense. We got it. Okay. We're, give us Trevor Lawrence, right? We'll Trevor give you Lawrence. our next two first round draft picks. This one and next one. And DK Metcalf. And DK Metcalf. And Tyler Lockett. But you have to give us Travis Etienne as well. Here's the problem. Because you have, because you have Robinson. Well, it looks like Robinson. I'm out okay. of negotiations. But here's, here's, <laughs> here's the problem with Sorry, all this. We're not taking yours. There were not... I took the hint. There were no... <laughs> yeah, I ain't giving him more than that. Are you kidding me? No way. <laughs> <laughs> but you get a first-round pick next year so you can restock. And I'm giving you two pro receivers so when your quarterback comes in, he can be, like, balling out, you know? Yep. Yeah, okay. But the ja- the Jacksonville Jaguars are in the position where they need to make things happen next year. They had fans showing wow. up. That's been in the same clown, situation for twenty in years clown now. Pal. Costumes to the last game of the season to mock fine, the owner. Fine, fine. We'll so- throw in Drew Locke. You win four games. With, <laughs> with Drew Locke, DK Metcalf. No, I'm serious. Drew Eddie, Locke, Drew you better Locke. take Geno Smith. He, and hold on, he's hold the future on. The Maybe Brown. Drew Locke is like he didn't really get a chance. You have a chance to Julie. That's we'll true. throw in Drew Locke. Two first, this one next year. We'll throw in a third next year as well, right? A third next year as well. And Jacksonville's going nowhere. Keep a third next year as well, and we get Trevor Lawrence and Travis Etienne because Travis Etienne's your backup. Okay, so let me make sure I understand. So it's two firsts, a third, Drew Locke. Um, Both receivers. Yeah, Locke and a Metcalf for Lawrence and Etienne. Etienne. Okay, yes. I will tonight consult assistant GM John Hartnett, and we will get back anyway, to you. Anyway, know what? Because I'm feeling nice. I'm gonna throw in Chris Carson there as well, but so regarded, we got eight pieces me, for two. Regarded, regarded, Seven. regarded. You give me a fourth round pick. Okay, okay. What? I, I will. I will consult the assistant GM tonight. Hopefully, he'll be at the meeting and we can discuss this. We got talk. About Please this, consult him this on the Raiders good. trade offer this is too. Good. We got to yeah. talk about this, pal. Yeah, we got to. Yeah. Trevor Lawrence, Travis. I, hold on, hold I on, did, hold on. I did. I wait, did wait. consult him on the Raiders trade, and he said, "Hmm, interesting." And then we Eddie, didn't really go any Eddie, further than that. Eddie, everything we said. Not only do we want Trevor Lawrence and Travis, uh, Travis, I'm blanking on the guy's last name Etienne. right now. Thank you very much. We 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 want Christian Kirk as well. No. Yes. Wait, no, no, I don't want Christian Kirk. <laughs> no. We want Christian no, Kirk as no, well. No. no. Wait, Alex, you're not listening to Alex. You're listening to me. First off, Christian Kirk is a horrible contract. Eddie, why wouldn't you trade that contract? Yeah, you'd want to trade him. Um, <laughs> That's great. Regardless, no, we're not taking nah, Christian Kirk. It's a lot of dead cap. It's a receiver. You can't do that. How about Marvin Jones? No. How about him? No, no, Marvin no, Jones no. had a good year last year. We are we will we will trade away our we'll trade away this is the official offer. You give us a fourth Etienne and Lawrence. No 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 sure. put in Marvin Carm, Jones too. Yourself. 
No, no. Put in Marvin Jones Fine, also. Get rid of the, actually, that's right, because we need at least run receiver because we're giving away all. So get, Marvin get Jones rid of the also. fourth. You're going to give us Etienne, Jones, and Lawrence, okay? Okay. Those three. See, I told you. You were right on that one. Thank you. For the first time. We will give you a fifth a, this year, a first this year, a third next year, and a first next year. And, of course, lock it in. Oh, and lock it in Metcalf. Sorry, yeah. Okay. I'm just putting it down in my phone so I can discuss it tonight. See, I'm a random, I told you for I'm Trevor Lawrence, pal. You're I right, told right, you right, for right. Ellis. Not and bad. Alex. Huh? Yeah. What's up? What's up? I'll give you a fourth as the Atlanta, Haw- uh, Atlanta Hawks. Jesus. Atlanta Hawks. <laughs> you probably got this point. As that makes Atlanta things Falcons. interesting. Yeah, as the Atlanta Hawks, we'll trade you Trey Young. No, no, no. As as the Atlanta Falcons, you know. Oh goodness. Think, think we need think we need running back help. You need a lot of help. <laughs> need a lot of help. I'll give you a I'll give you a fifth round pick for Deontay Foreman. Wait, wait, is this the Texans? No, uh, this is Tennessee Titans. Fourth um, round pick for Deontay Tennessee Foreman. Tennessee Titans. A fifth round pick, pick for Deontay Foreman. Foreman. Who's our? Yeah, wait. Yeah, let's do that. You All also right, have Foreman. Jeremy McNichols and Dontrell Hilliard. Wait, it's a running back by committee over there. It's right a fourth now. pick, right? It's a wait, fourth. The Titans it's a fifth have Derrick Henry. And Derrick Henry, yeah. One running back. Wait, Deontay. Trade you a fifth rounder for Deontay Foreman. Do you have like something for Deontay Foreman? I, I feel like I'm getting fleeced right here. I mean, he Falcons. he he played last year in um in, in Henry's stead. He's he's a power runner, same kind of style. Runner. How about this? All right, fourth round pick, fourth, fourth and a fifth. No, okay, fourth a, and a fifth. A and a fifth. No, uh, four, just a fourth. Okay, fine, four. Just All a right. fourth. Four. I'll do it. That's a deal. All right, the you deal. Got a deal. The deal. Got, a trade has happened. The deal. On the Tuesday crew. The deal. Atlanta is a week. We need like a ding. We need like. Eddie, listen, listen, listen to our trade deal. You're gonna like it. Just Control Josh. You're gonna enjoy it. You'll like it. Deontay John. Is a His name is John, not Josh. Jo- oh, John. Sorry. I, I John. Knew that. I knew that. I knew that. I knew. You did I not. Knew that. Yes, I did. It's okay. Amir called me Ellis multiple times in the show last week. So yeah. I'll be honest. I got Jack's name wrong for like a month, so I'm guilty too. I pronounced Dennis's last name wrong the entire football season, so we're all we're all guilty. But uh, bottom of the hour, we got about 25 minutes left. When we come back, got to talk a little NBA playoffs because some games tonight, some interesting things have happened already. Eddie Kalegi with Gideon Fox, Brad Hahn, Alex Carmody, and Ellis Gordon. You were listening to the WRSU Tuesday Crew on WRSU FM, New Brunswick. Rutgers Bay. Eddie Kalecki here with your WRSU Tuesday evening sportscast. The Big Ten leading Rutgers baseball team is now top 10 in the nation. The 8th-ranked Scarlet Knights extended their winning streak to 15 last weekend, nabbing three consecutive come-from-behind victories in the 8th inning or later against the Indiana Hoosiers, capped off by a walk-off home run from first baseman Jordan Sweeney to win an Easter Sunday matinee and secure a sweep. Today, the Knights ran the streak to 16, routing Iona 19-1 to improve to 31-6 and in the season. Four home runs for the Scarlet Knights, including two from Jordan Sweeney. Rutgers continues the home slate tomorrow against Princeton and then face Iowa, another top team in the conference this weekend, as the Hawkeyes make the trip to Bainton Field for a three-game set beginning on Friday. Rutgers men's lacrosse is also stealing national headlines as the Scarlet Knights rose to number four in the country following a thrilling 13-12 victory Saturday against the Michigan Wolverines in Ann Arbor. Ronan Jacoby had a hat trick, including the game-winning tally with 3.44 left. Rutgers clinched a first-round bye in the upcoming Big Ten tournament and will close out their season on Senior Day this weekend at SHI Stadium against rival Penn State. 
Rutgers softball in the midst of a 10-game losing streak, currently facing off with the Maryland Terrapins in a doubleheader in College Park. The streak hit 11 today as the Knights dropped game one 10-7, and we'll have Ashley Hitchcock in the pitching circle for the nightcap. In the local area, the Mets also playing a doubleheader against the NL West leading San Francisco Giants. The Mets took the opener 5-4 in 10 innings, improving to 8-3 on the year. Tyler McGill allowed four runs in the first three innings, but Francisco Lindor evened the score with a home run in the sixth and drove in the game-winning run with a walk-off single in the bottom of the tenth. The Yankees visiting the Tigers tonight to kick off a three-game series. Ace Garrett Cole takes the mound looking for his first win of the season. At last check, the Yankees lead 3-0 through an inning and a half. In hockey, the Rangers host Winnipeg, and the Islanders face Florida in Nassau County. And finally, the NBA playoffs continue tonight as the Miami Heat, Minnesota Timberwolves, and Phoenix Suns all look to take 2-0 leads in their first-round series. That's your WRSU Sportscast. I'm Eddie Kalegi. More of the Tuesday crew after the break. Back here on the WRSU Tuesday crew, about 20 minutes remaining. A uh, little uh, snippet, it seems like, from Jordan Sweeney. Alex, you could tell us about it before we put it on. Yeah, for sure. I just talked with Jordan Sweeney about an hour or so ago after Rutgers' dominating win today at Batonfield. 19-1 victory over Iona. Here's my chat with Jordan as he had two home runs. He went 4-5. or five. He drove him five runs altogether this past afternoon. Rutgers demolishes. Station, what's going on? I'm Alex Carbonati of, of, of WRSU. Rutgers baseball, 16 straight wins, number eight in the country. Rutgers demolishes Iona, 19-1 at home at Baton Field. Joining me now, Jordan Sweeney of the team who had two home runs today. He's had five home runs in a span of one week. How are you, Jordan? I'm great. How are you? Good to see you overall. Last week versus Lafayette, you pinch it, you had two home runs. This past Sunday, the walk-off home run on Easter to sweep Indiana. Today, two home runs to to, to lead to the domination victory over Iona. This past week has been incredible for you. Walk me through it. Uh, well, me and Kyle kind of got together sometime about two weeks ago, made uh-huh. some adjustments to my swing. And uh, it's really starting to pay off. I'm seeing the ball really good right now. I'm just trying to stay loose, have fun with the guys, ride an awesome win streak, and it's been pretty good so far. What what makes you so flexible in a way where you're starting, you're coming off the bench, you're DHing, wherever you're playing or where where wherever you're batting, you're just dominating and producing. How are you so flexible in that way? Well, we got more than nine starters on this team. We got a lot of really good players. So, you know, whatever you're called upon to do that day, that's just what I'm going to do. And that's pretty much what everyone on this team's kind of taken on. Absolutely. And again, this team, 16 straight wins, number eight in the country, historic numbers, historic feats completed by this Rutgers team. Whether it's out of conference, in conference, you've been dominating and you're way over 500 when it comes to standings, records, and all of that. How is this team so consistently dominant on a game-by-game basis, whoever you're playing? Uh, I think we got a lot of older veteran guys on this team. We've all been around, so we know what we have to do game in, game out. Um, very consistent and just something that we want to reach before the season even started. That every game's the same. Try to win each game on Absolutely, indeed. And on Tuesdays, you have not lost a game on Tuesday throughout the entire year. Tuesday seems to be your typical day at the office. Why is Tuesday so special? Um, you know, I don't think any of us really look at it that way. I just think it's just another day. And we're going to be in the same, so 
Uh, I guess it just happens on Tuesdays. It looks really good. Last homestand this weekend versus Iowa before you head on the road to Columbus to play Ohio State. Uh, overall, when it comes to playing Iowa this weekend and then, of course, Hofstra next week, what's going to be the game plan, the message to keep this thing going and possibly win 20 games straight? Uh, pretty much just do exactly what we've been doing. We don't need to change anything. Everything we're doing right now is working. So we're just going to try to keep that consistent mindset into this weekend and ride it for the rest of the season. We'll see how it all plays out. Rutgers, number eight in the country, with 16 straight wins, dominating once again at home, this time versus Iona, 19-1. to Jordan, thanks so much for your time. Thank you. That was Jordan Sweeney. Rutgers baseball, 16 straight victories, number eight in the country. Today a thrilling, dominating win, 19-1. 11 of the runs came in the bottom second alone. And I'll tell you, many batters, actually every batter, went around at least twice possibly. Garrett Callahan led it off with a triple. He batted in the same inning and, and hit a home run in that same second inning. Incredible stuff by the Scarlet Knights, and the domination and onslaught continues. Next test is tomorrow versus Princeton, and then the uh, this weekend, Big Ten-wise, against the Iowa Hawkeyes. Yeah, that's going to be the real test. I mean, three, Absolutely. three games against Iowa. Iowa's got such a good pitching staff, so it's going to be mm-hmm. probably another one of those lower-scoring series like we saw last weekend. And hey, if they beat Princeton in a sweep of Iowa, you're looking at a potential 20-game win streak, so it's going to be exciting. But uh, final 15 minutes, might as well get to the NBA playoffs. I don't even want to bring up the Eastern Conference right now because I'm so upset as a Nets fan about Game 1, and we don't have Amir here to yell about the Bulls, but I want to talk about the West <laughs> because the Golden State Warriors have won two straight games. They're up 2-0 against the Denver Nuggets. Uh-huh. Really blew them out last night. Nikola Jokic was frustrated. He got ejected. DeMarcus Cousins was fighting with half the team on the bench. So it, it was it was nothing short of a disaster for Denver, and the Warriors' Steph Curry looks healthy. I, I, I just want to throw it out there. I know the Suns are the favorites. I know they're playing the Pelicans right now. They played them tonight, and game one, they cruised through pretty easily. Could the Warriors potentially rekindle some of that magic, you know, with Steph, Clay, Draymond, and now Jordan Poole, and maybe put up a fight with Phoenix, possibly? With with Jordan Poole, I think for sure this Death Star lineup they've built is ridiculous. Um, that's going to be an all-time series with Phoenix if they both get there, which I believe they will. But, um, yeah, this this team is incredible. Um, when 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 Jordan Poole's playing like that, and then Curry, the fact that Curry can come just casually drop thirty off the bench, right, and like still still the Warriors, they didn't look like they missed a beat because Jordan Poole, Jordan Poole just opens up so much for this team, and they can play Draymond at center still because of his versatile versatility. This team could be the team to beat. Well, well, I I see the optimism. I like the optimism. We got to figure out one if they can beat Minnesota or Memphis, whoever it is, in the second round. And honestly, Minnesota looks a yes, yes, one game only. But if they can somehow beat Memphis and continue to push this pace, Minnesota could be a dangerous, sneaky seven seed. Let's say they somehow win the series. At the same exact time with Memphis, we know what they can do. We know that Memphis overall is a better team than Golden State this season. And yes, Steph has been so versatile. Draymond, Jordan Poole, Clay, all these guys. The question is, can they keep it going? Denver has been a train wreck for the past few months, and Denver, especially what we saw last night, was an absolute disaster. They're, they're, Denver's a good team, but they have not been consistently good enough to play the way they should be playing. So really, it all depends on how... Uh, Golden State approaches either Memphis or Minnesota next round and whether or not they can take full advantage of either team. 
Yeah, and you know, w with the Warriors, too, Stephen Curry dropped those 34 points last night in a minute restriction. He played only 23 minutes that game. So just seeing what this Warriors offense can do and the emergence of Jordan Poole, who in my opinion got snubbed in the most improved player finalists, um, it, it, it's nothing short of remarkable. The, the Warriors, if fully healthy, are going to make a run. I don't think a team like Minnesota is there yet. I don't like the Memphis Grizzlies are good, but I don't think they're going to they're going to contend with a fully you healthy Warriors team. You don't believe Pat Bev, pal? He, I look 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 man, headband Patrick Beverly is a different beast, but <laughs> but he's not, he's not going to beat the Golden State Warriors in a playoff no, series. No, I, I agree. I agree. Both teams you. fully healthy with both teams meaning the Suns and the Warriors should be at the Western Conference Finals. I think the Suns if they're fully healthy should have no issue. Right. I mean I mean it's kind of hard to see against the New Orleans Pelicans, the NOP without the E. Because there, there, there's no way, there is no way that they're gonna win the series at all. They're not even gonna win a game. So Phoenix should have an easy sweep. Suns and four. But, um, you know the the real test will come when Phoenix and, uh, Phoenix and the Golden State Warriors face off. Because I, I mean, just just look around the rest of the just look around the rest of the Western Conference picture. Jalen Brunson dropped forty one last night. Mavericks tied the series 1-1 against the Jazz. The Jazz have a penance for for blowing big leads throughout the regular season, throughout yeah. the last few seasons for for that matter. And they're showing again that they're a regular season team, but in, in the playoffs they just can't find that extra gear. Well, Amir's mm -hmm. buddy Donovan hasn't been so 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 well the past few games. No, I, I mean he had 30, 31 points last game. I mean, yeah, he, that's he, fair. He's doing fine. Game but, one wasn't a pretty sight though for the guy. But it's just it, they, you know, the – they can't click on all cylinders like when it comes to playoff time. It's unfortunate because I like that Jazz team. I mean, oh, I, sure. I, I always thought they were an underrated team, especially last year. But now, you know, I'm starting to see their flaws on full display, the especially Rudy Gobert on defense because once you draw him out to the perimeter, then that leaves a huge Rudy hole. Rudy Gobert is fraud. This Jazz team are not very good. But in game one, Donovan had 32. I don't know why he's Did he have 32? Yeah. yeah. Donovan's six. been doing fine. The first half, he wasn't that pretty. That's why um, I'm focusing I mean, on. Boyan Bogdanovich was 20 team, points in the first half. They locked right. him up pretty well, though. The rest of the team is just a bunch of frauds. Like, Boban, how do you lose the map? Boban's like not in the Jazz. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> what's his name? I'm... Bo uh, Bojan Bog uh, Bogdanovich. Bo Boyan yeah, Bogdanovich. <laughs> Boyan. Boyan. Thank Boyan you very much. Bojan Bogdanovich. Th thank you. Thank you. But this Utah team is always a team. Yeah, they'll impress you in round one, or they'll be your typical regular season dynamic team. But come the second round, they f they they fold like a cheap suit. That's the problem. I think it's funny that Dallas and Utah are matching up because over the last I'd say three years or so, I hate to say it because I love Luka Doncic. And I love Donovan Mitchell, and it's not Donovan Mitchell's fault. It's Rudy Gobert. It's not Donovan Mitchell or Quinn Snyder's fault, in my opinion. It's Rudy Gobert and the other role players not really fitting in. But uh -huh. the Mavericks and Jazz, over the last three three to four years, have been the two most overrated teams in the Western Conference. Absolutely. And I don't think it's particularly close. 100%. And we're, seeing, we're, that, we're seeing both of their flaws exposed because the Mavericks are without Luka Doncic right now and still don't really have any options that they can turn to without him. But they won yesterday without Luka Doncic they, and Tim Hardaway Jr. They, they won yesterday. Players. You could only get so far yeah. without a competent. Mm. Or not a competent. That's Let, the wrong word. You can only get so far without a truly dominant big. Let me ask: Would you put Denver also in that category now, with with the way things have unfolded this year and how they're down too well right now? Too many injuries. Denver is it's approaching that, but at the same time, we also can't forget they two of their three best players have not been here the entire season. That's fair. So that's fair. I, that's that's why because we've seen what Denver has done the last two seasons in the playoffs, especially two years ago when they got all the way to the Western Conference Finals. I know that was in the bubble, and I know you're not you don't really the Mickey really, Mouse. 
championship, yes. You don't really yes. like that, the postseason, but regardless, they made it to the conference finals that year. That's fair. But with Jamal Murray balling out, and they don't have, they haven't had Jamal Murray or Michael Porter Jr. the whole season. That's fair. But the Mavericks and Jazz are two very interesting teams, and Dallas Luka Doncic is a tremendous player. Uh-huh. Luka Doncic is though has been very injury prone at times. This year he stayed mostly healthy. Of course he got hurt a lot more over the last couple of seasons, but now got hurt when it mattered most. I, I don't understand why Dallas played him in game 82. I mean, I remember when we went to the Sixers game Alex a couple weeks ago and some people were upset that James Harden and Joe LMB didn't play, but it made sense. I know. That you don't, you know. I know. Every I know. every Sixers. other team sat their star players in the last game of the season. That was in playoff contention yep. except for Dallas and they played Luka Doncic, what happened? He got hurt. They got well, hurt. I will say, speaking of the Sixers, I mean, did, like I wasn't a big fan going into the playoffs. I didn't think they'd be that good. But all of a sudden, Tyrese Maxey coming from no, like, he's not a nowhere, beast. But he's been great, but like all season, but just taking the next step to, to um, frankly, kind of like cover James Harden's Look, flaws. Uh-huh. Um, like, right. the 76ers are really legit contenders with Maxey. Look, Maxi has been a guy who's always been developing in his short tenure with the Sixers. The fact that you let the guy breathe and do his thing, and honestly, Eddie, when we were there, we saw Maxi run the show, him and Shake Milton. They really ran the show versus Detroit. I think that performance by Maxi has carried over into the playoffs so far, and it's really showing how dom- do- dominant of a player he is, and also not just this postseason, but for many postseasons, to come, what he can really be for the Sixers team. Yeah, and they're incredible, and they're going to need it. I'm sorry, Absolutely. and I'm sorry. I, I I know I might sound like a hater because I'm a Nets fan, but James Harden does not play well in the playoffs. He never has. I know. As a I, Rockets fan, I agree. So, 100%. <laughs> you know, Maxi is going to be Maxi and Tobias Harris are both going to be really important for the Sixers. I agree. They've played well. Obviously, the fact that uh, the Toronto Raptors let Joel Embiid shoot 22 free throws in one quarter <laughs> That's great. is That's not great. That's awesome. is is not ideal, but. The real test is going to come in that second round, but it's funny how different the two conferences are because in the West, it seems very likely that it's going to boil down to Golden State and Phoenix. In the East, though, wide open. yeah, it's wide open. There's so many different ways it can go. I mean, that Nets-Celtics game one. The I Heat mean, aren't going anywhere. I just want everybody to know that now. The Heat are Milwaukee the, 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 Heat are the most there. overrated team in the East. Not yeah. Milwaukee will be one of the two standing left in the Eastern Conference. The second team's a toss-up. The second team's a toss-up. I don't know. But Milwaukee, I guarantee you, will be one of the two. I think so. I don't know. I, I, I Boston has a really good roster this year. and they I mean, do. They can't lose right now. I mean, the, 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 the way that game ended, I mean, the Nets had a three-point lead with 46 seconds left, and the Celtics were able to come back and have multiple defensive stands. And, of course, that shot by Tatum was Ugh. incredible. Celtics. Oh. The well, Nets, though, are worse. Oh! Oh! Why do you hate the Nets so much? I hate the Nets. Just because Jared Dudley threw one of your players into the stands three no, years ago. No, it's not that. Wait, why do you hate the Nets? Yeah. I, I just, there's been more of a rivalry built between the Sixers and the Nets as of late compared to true, your Sixers true, true. and Celtics type. Oh, that's fair. Sides. You know what I mean? And also keep in mind, Ben Simmons is now a Net. And Ben Simmons is a ridiculous person. He's ridiculous. He is an embarrassment. And he is, inc- I mean, don't get me started with Ben Simmons. He's just, he's brutal. He's brutal. The thing is, the Nets have a lot of interesting people on their roster to begin with. And oh, they sure ma- they made it work. They made it work. So, so far, I mean. They- I would take Mike Scott now over Ben Simmons. I, I want Mike Scott back over Ben Simmons. That's what I want. I mean, I think, I think Mike Scott would take an open layup. When it's a two-point game he would. on the inside. And- My, now, now, we talk about classy acts. Class acts. 
Mike Scott's a good guy. Is he being added to the guest list? Why not? Let's do it. Why Mike was Scott? the first thing I thought of The Office when you said that? And then I remember there actually was an NBA player <laughs> no, named Mike Scott. No, 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 no. That was the first thing I thought of. I'm like, what is he talking about? No, no, about? no. Not, is he talking no. about that episode where they're playing I just in the watched, warehouse? I, I, I just watched that Michael Scott. Who cares about that guy? Yeah. <laughs> I don't care about that guy. I care about I might as well the be real Mike Scott. I don't care about Michael Scott from The Office. Who cares? I don't care about that guy. Whatever. He, he's, an, he's an icon, man. Yeah, hey, he's all right. He's okay. Michael Scott and Dwight Schrute in that basketball game, they were unmatched. Dwight Schrute with the goggles in the, the basketball game. The, the Rex Specs. Yeah. Listen, the, the, I, I'm just going to say this. Never, ever doubt a guy's talent if they're wearing goggles. Never. <laughs> they, they always, for some reason, get drafted low. I end up drafting them on my teams, and they end up being these super freaks. Huh. Every time. Was you have to draft the dude with goggles. Was the 20 vision? Is that what it is? Different sport. But Rodrigo there you go. No, yeah, you're on right. a professional level you're too. Right. In addition to the pickup circuit, I mean, I rest my case. Is it a 2020 vision type of thing? You know, I mean, it might be. They're you just know, hoopers. So, Brett, seeing that you have your love for goggles, does this mean for the WRSU Targum game you may pull up in the Red absolutely specs? not, <laughs> absolutely not. I do. <laughs> however, that'd be funny. I, imagine that'd be funny. Excuse me. I do have an NBA headband though. So. Are you going to sport the Paul Mulcahy regular look or the Ron Harper Jr. logo upside down? Do the look? upside down because you'll play well. <laughs> yeah, potentially, potentially. <laughs> I, I I also might wear my shooting sleeve. So the, 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 oh, the, I mean, that like shows you're legit if you have a shooting sleeve. The but shooting the, sleeves the, always help issues, me in, in, in my game. So so I, the only issue is if you start shooting bad with the shooting sleeve, it's not a good look. Well, let's just take it off. Well, I'll tell you. <laughs> exactly. I'll just throw it off. Eddie's right. I tell you. I'll just throw I it off. It's like I never I'm coming it. off the bench here, but when I do, I can't wait to lock up Shad and Shop. It's going to be a phenomenal time. I think Amir will dust you out. I agree, but I, 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 I want to come in with a positive mindset because uh, I know I'm guard, not going to play well. If you guard me, I'm dropping 100 like Wilt. You probably will drop drop 100 on me like Wilt. Who's better than, than LeBron James? Yes. I agree with you completely. Yes. But um, I had that on my bingo board card for Tuesday yes, Crew. That's so thank you, Alex. You got it. Well, 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 the new revelation, I know we have two minutes, but I'll say it anyway. LeBron James is no longer a top 10 player all time. That's my new revelation. I thought we made this revelation last week. Did we? Yes. We already discussed this. The I don't remember, but we're doing it again. Okay. Well, because Katie's better than him, despite Katie's better than him. Tim Duncan is better than LeBron James. Thankfully, we only have a minute. <laughs> you know what? Okay. Where we let's just leave it at Wilt that. Wilt the Stilt Chamberlain I, by a, a mile. Alex, there's something more important we have to talk about. What if Coach Sakonis subs out Amir when you come in, so you don't get to match up against him? Who are you locking up then? I would be very insulted. And frustrated with Emperor Sakonis if that took place. <laughs> At the same exact time, well, I've 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 got the board here. Let's see. Uh I'd be playing the small guard or the uh, the small uh, guard. not not the small guard, the shooting guard. Excuse me. Yeah, you're not getting started with that kind of lingo. I meant shooting guard. Hold the phone. Um, okay, I would go up against Doug. Maybe Ellis. Maybe Vasquez, Christian Vasquez, maybe him. If I'm playing Jake Schmidt, I'm done. I'll say that for, for sure. He's like, no, no way. Oh, 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 the Chris Emperor's arrived. for the final couple seconds. I, I, I've been struggling for weeks with the question of who I put you on defensively, and I really don't have a good answer. Do it. Amir's your answer. Uh, yeah, that's not happening. Come on, please! Maybe you should play, like, the, um... Please! Put your defender can, can on Can Alex be, like, the interior of our team? Like, he comes in the last minute when we have the winning security. <laughs> oh, come <laughs> on! Let's grow up the money line. Please!
please. Isn't please. Mira on WRCU anyway, so we won't have to worry about scheming against him? I think Alex is Actually, playing the target. I'm, yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm on the, the target. target. only has had seven players. That's up to their coach. That's not even up to Chris. But we'll leave it at that. Fun episode of the Tuesday crew for Alex Carmati, Ellis Gordon, Gideon Fox, Brad Hahn, and Chris Akonis, who always finds his way in here for the Tuesday crew when Alex has a bad take. I'm Eddie Kalegi, signing off here in the WRSU Tuesday crew. Stay tuned for further programming.